It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon, welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the December fixtures continue to come thick and fast Managerless Hibs head to St Mirren With both sides in need of a win St Johnston, Aberdeen, Ross County, Dundee, Dundee United, Livy Make up your Saturday top flight offering And two crackers tomorrow with Rangers at Tynecastle An injury hit Celtic hosting Motherwell I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me in the studio, Alex Ray Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Yep, with Rangers and Celtic playing tomorrow There are still plenty of interesting games this afternoon And none more so than St Mirren v Hibs Jim Goodwin said badly needing the win against a managerless Hibs team What will their players serve up after Jack Ross lost his job midweek St Johnson Aberdeen Aberdeen making that, uh, looking to make it three wins on the bounce St Johnson in relegation trouble Who would have thought that at the start of the year? United Livingston Livingston going through their own troubles Mould side looking to get three points on the board there And Ross County Dundee Battle of the bottom sides Yeah after Thursday night's terrific results from both teams uh, I've got to say Gordon congratulations to Rangers and Celtic I thought it was good performances Good results It's back to domestic football this afternoon Mark quite rightly says there A lot of interesting games all eyes will probably be on St Mirren Hibs St Mirren really need a result Against a Hibs team that's looking for a manager Yeah, some good football today Gordon Dundee United take on Livy Both on 1-1-7 one, one and seven. Then you've got Ross County and Dundee Both teams on form at the moment Picking up some good points You've got St Johnson versus Aberdeen 1-1-8 one, one and eight for St Johnson with the squad they have Aberdeen on the back of a couple of good wins You've got St Mirren No wins in the last eight Taking on Hibs with one Win in the last nine Resulting in Jack Ross Losing his job Some good football today We've got the top team All around the grounds They can kick back and relax Because Alex Ray Has just stolen their thunder He's rained <laughs> off every stat For every game going So you lot can Research. take The afternoon off And for those of you listening Sit back and enjoy You can stay in touch All afternoon on Twitter And of course later on We'll open the phone lines Get your take on today's football Look ahead to tomorrow's action And talk over any big talking points From another extremely busy week in Scottish football So we'll do that a little bit later on We've got these three in the studio At the moment I'm just a bit torn as to whether we can Go any further without acknowledging the elephant in the room Which mm, is the state of yes. him In that uh, Christmas think, jumper uh, Seriously what, is, what am I have? Can you at least You unfortunately are in mic position too yeah. The listeners don't really care about that It means you're directly in my eye line mm. With that abomination of a Christmas jumper on Going to explain yourself It's uh, got a snowman on the front Yeah And it says Do you want to read that out In all seriousness I can't read it I can't see for you You must know what it says I have no idea I'm sexy And what's that say So you've gone and bought yourself A I Christmas jumper Which says and I'm sexy And I snow it yeah. And it's got a snowman on the front Right okay I never went and bought A Christmas jumper I don't even buy oh, it no, Okay so you're expecting us To believe that someone else Bought you that Somebody else bought me this And I was kind enough to say Right I'll wear it for one day And one day only It was Christmas Jumper day yesterday for Radio Clyde, yeah. Am I right now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't in the show yesterday, so I decided today because I hadn't ironed in this morning. That jumper's going on. <laughs> You've not ironed that either. Straight <laughs> 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 j- Even more disturbingly, I just noticed that the snowman is lifting like weights, like yeah. dumbbells, and it says I'm sexy. It's the first thing I noticed, Gordon, uh, when I walked horrific. in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, horrific. it's horrible. What yeah. a similarity with the, the carrot as a yeah, snowman. Yeah, it's the same size of carrot as myself. Okay, Alec, yeah. That's <laughs> plenty of <laughs> Let's go around the grounds We've got some big football lined up On a Saturday afternoon Four big games in the top flight I'll tell you what I like the look Down the leagues as well Morton Inverness That's just going to be an argument About who's changing where And what the facilities are like wow. We've got 
uh, teams down there who've appointed new managers, teams who are looking for new managers. It really is all happening. Where else would you rather be, especially in a miserable afternoon? So let's start going around. There is only one place to start, with no offence meant to Fraser Wishart or David Friel. You are the man today for us, Roger Hanna. St Mirren against Hibs for a number of reasons is a standout. Yeah, and I think the main reason has to be the midweek sacking of Jack Ross, a former St Mirren manager, of course, Gordon, but a man who had taken Hibernia into third place in the league, into Europe, to a Scottish Cup final last season, to a League Cup final next weekend that he's now not going to be able to take the team out on. But I think it was the league form rather than the cup form that did for Jack and John Potter in the end. Just four points from 27 in the Premiership. They're not in any kind of trouble, but I think the first grumblings of discontent heard from supporters during that 1-0 defeat at Livingston on Wednesday night. The board, quite a new chief executive, Ben Kensel, quite a new owner as well, Ron Gordon, decided to make the change. Um, I don't think when they made the change they had anyone in mind, so David Gray, a Hamden Cup final hero for Hibs in 2016, probably going to get the chance now not only to lead them today, a fair chance he could lead them midweek and also in the League Cup final, just eight days away against Celtic at Hamden. It doesn't have his problems to seek today in terms of selection. Paul Hanlon and Paul McGinn, of course, suspended after red cards at Livingston in mid Kel McGuinness is still on the injured list there's no Jake Doyle Hayes either he misses out in a return to St Mirren the one big change is no Josh Doyle he's benched as well so it's a very experienced back four guys that David Green knows in come Darren McGregor in come Lewis Stevenson in comes Chris Cadden uh, and Ryan Porteous has passed a late fitness test he was injured in midweek limped off against Livingston but he does start the game so Hibs will go with Matt Macy in goal it's a back four of Chris Cadden Darren McGregor Gregor, Ryan Porteous and Lewis Stevenson. Alec Gogic is back in just in front with Joe Newell. Then it's Martin Boyle, Josh Campbell and Jamie Murphy behind Kevin Nisbet. On the bench, Dabrowski, Doig, Allen, Wright, Scott, Gullen and Doig. That's for St Mirren. They themselves are eight games without a win. It was a new low for the season when they lost 4-1 at Aberdeen last Saturday. They've not won in ten league games against Hibs. A run that dates back to 2014. And Hibs have won on their last five league visits here to Paisley. So all the stats favour David Gray, don't really favour Jim Goodwin, Jim's made a couple of changes, he's lost Eamon Brophy to a hamstring issue, Conor Ronan drops to the bench as well, in come Greg Kilty and Curtis Main. so it's Jack Hannick in goal, back three, Marcus Fraser, Joe Shaughnessy and Charles Dunn, across the middle, Matt Miller, Ryan Flynn, Alan Power and Scott Tanzer, and then Jamie McGrath and Greg Kilty behind Curtis Main on the bench, Linus, Tate, Erhahan, Ronan, McAllister, Dennis and Erwin. The referee is Kevin Clancy. I'm very glad I can't see Gordon Dale's Christmas jumper and I'm also very glad I can't see him tucking into this box of family circle. I believe somebody's provided for him. Yeah, we'll get to that a bit later on. I'm sure, broadly speaking, Roger, it's, it's easy from the outside to see both sides of it. St Mirren's recent run, uh, Hibbs' recent run, sorry, versus what Jack Ross has achieved for you. If you were making that decision, would you have sacked Jack Ross this week? Is that a harsh call or not? 100% not um, it smacks of panic um, I was at the Hibs game for Super Scoreboard last Saturday 1-1 with Motherwell there were spells in the game Hibs played well there was absolutely no dissent against Jack Ross last Saturday seems to me there were a few dissenting voices at Levy particularly poor, poor performance on Wednesday night and the board have in their wisdom decided to act hastily promptly whatever word you want to use I think it's a mistake um, but it's now up to Ben Kensel, the new chief executive, to Ron Gordon, the owner of the club, to find someone who will do a better job than Jack Ross. Fraser Wishart, what's your take on that? We'll get to your game in a, a second or two. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> I know Jack very well. He's involved with the, the Players' Union for many years, worked beside me, um, and 
So we bit biased, but uh, yeah, strange decision. You know, when you think of Jack's record and Roger outlined, you know, third place, cup finals, cup semi-finals. He's also brought in the likes of Kevin Nisbet, and he's given Portis and Doyle their chances. Young players are probably worth eight to ten million pounds in the transfer market. They could have sold them. So my, my thoughts are good luck to the next guy. I don't know what uh, the owner and what the chief executive expect of the next guy, but if it's better than Jack's one full season was last season, better with no fans there and all the problems, if it's better than third place and a cup semi and a cup final, then the next man's going to get in for a hard, hard job. So uh, with supporters who are booing the other night, I think that does affect the, the, the boardroom. But uh, you know we, we've seen Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rodgers, people like that get stick when they leave. Fans should understand this is why when you're a manager or a football player, you have to take the chance when it comes because two months of, of poor results for Jack Ross has done him. So you can go from from, uh, from being the, the next best thing to, to out of a job. And that's why football players and managers grasp that opportunity when it comes along. But uh, he'll be back, Jack. I spoke to him during the week. He's, he's just going to take a wee break and he'll decide where he, you know, what he does next. But uh, tough time for him. I think it was a very, very harsh decision. Uh, David Friel, I guess football has has changed. You know whether whether we like it or not, it's not entirely surprising that that people look at a, a run like one, you know, a sort of nine game sequence or a ten game sequence, and see that as enough to change a manager. That's not to say it's right, and clearly people on the show disagree with it. But that, that's sort of where we're at, isn't it? Yeah, it has changed. I don't think it's changed for the better. But yeah, managers don't get that sort of kind of benefit of the doubt. But I agree with everything Roger and Fraser said there. You know. I think Jack Ross will be the first to say that St Johnson's, uh, sorry, Hibs results over the last couple of months haven't been good enough, but they're still in a final. I think there are reasons why they have struggled at times. And I just think the timing's off, you know, and as I say, sometimes you see a manager lose your job and you think, well, that's, that was inevitable. I think Jack at least deserved the cup final and I, I don't think Hibs have handled it well at all. Yeah, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, you were in the show on Thursday, so we've got a flavour of what you think, Alex Ray. The, the, the cup final yeah. The cup final is the obvious It's eight days away now Does yeah. that what, How much should that Have come into the decision What does that Do for your thoughts On the timing Yeah ideally You would have uh, Liked Jack to get uh, The opportunity To lead his team out Having got them there uh, I, I said last week I was at a Christmas party I was sitting with Another journalist And I said Listen he's, un- he's under pressure There's no two ways about it Now we're going into A nice little sequence Of games here He obviously played Livingston in uh, midweek St Mirren and then home to Dundee and I thought he has to take a minimum of seven points out of that three because the four or five games after that's the top four mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, uh, they have the cup final as well within that spell so I thought that it was a really kind of tricky point they've pulled the trigger early Gordon now I think one of the guys mentioned four points out of potential 27 that's almost a quarter of the season campaign and for that squad of players to deliver that now I know you've done a piece uh, in the last couple of days with uh, Gray David Gray about you know the, the the mood about the place these players really need to take a lot of that responsibility because for that group of players um, we've seen the performance they, play, uh, they showed a couple of weeks ago against Rangers they absolutely ran them ragged for the first 40 minutes and they have that type of performance so domestically they weren't getting that level of mm. performance and I think the actual discipline in the last couple of weeks has actually gone a little bit as well with senior players you look at uh, midweek Paul McGinn and Hanlon you know, really two desperate uh, second yellow cards, lack of discipline. Then you go back a couple of weeks ago to Ross County, and it was Boyle after uh, full time gets a red card, and then you obviously lost the boy Dodge as well uh, earlier on in that game. So they lost losing four key players, Gordon. So there seemed to be a little bit of lack of discipline. I don't know if that came into the board's thinking as well. Let's hear from David Gray. Uh, he is in temporary charge. He's called Sir David Gray in Hib circles due to his cup success. What can he do? Uh, in the coming weeks I think it's always tough in situations like this um, I think you can see that by 
um, reaction, not just by the players but the rest of the staff and the wider staff uh, at the training ground yesterday when they heard the news. Um, and I think that's credit to the manager and, and John Potter for, for what they created at the club. Um, I think the environment that they created, how like how liked they were by everybody, and I think it's it's, it's a sad day for everyone who was involved yesterday. But ultimately, coming in today, there's no time now to be thinking about oh, this, we need to move on, or whatever. It's not I'm not saying you forget about it, but you use it to motivate you in whatever way you can to make sure you're ready and prepared to move forward and to try and win tomorrow. That's the most important thing. As Roger said though St Mirren desperately in need of a win They've got tough fixtures coming up after this one Here's Jim Goodwin You know I think if you go back through the last 14 games um, You know we've won three Lost four and, and drawn seven It's those draws that have been the real Achilles heel for us at the moment You know trying to turn those draws into wins And we're not scoring enough goals And, and we're conceding too many at the other end And uh, all the good play in between all that Gets overlooked because of that And I'm aware of that And I agree with that but um, at the same time you know I want the team to be entertaining I want it to be a possession based team um, but at the same time I want us to get the results required as well you know I, I think you can do both and we just need to keep working as hard as we possibly can to ensure that that is something we can achieve Livingston were the team who put the final nail in the Jack Ross coffin there at Tannadice and Fraser is focusing on that one for us take it away Fraser Yes, looking forward to this one. Weathered and D hasn't been great. Pitch looks a bit heavy. There was, there was actually parts of it covered when I arrived about 45 minutes ago, but it should hold up. The rain has gone off, and what, for what is really, I think, an important game for Dundee United. They've had a good season so far, but after that good start, they just hit a bit of a sticky patch, and Tam Courts will be hoping that his board have more patience than the Hibs board. I'm sure they will, but uh, if you use that formula, for, for a manager, for Jack Ross, it's uh, one game, sorry, one win and two draws in the last seven for Dundee United. A heavy defeat here last weekend against Celtic. I think that means they'll come in a wee bit low on confidence into this game, but Livy will always make it tough for their opponents, and they'll come in in good fettle with that win you were talking about, Gordon. And another win would put a bit more distance between themselves and the bottom of the table. Injuries have made it difficult for both in recent games. United options up front have been limited due to Lon Shackland leaving right at the end of the transfer window. Had replacement Mark McNulty is out with a long-term hamstring injury. Nicky Clark really just ploughing a lone furrow up top. And Tam Coates will hope to make a, a change, bringing one or two players in January. But they've got an important run of games before then. Livy have also had a few injury problems, but they've got a few of their key players back, like Sybil, Cheney and Pittman. They're all on the bench today. But also, in particular, I think today, Bruce Anderson's back. He brings a bit of control to the team. He likes to play well. He's very quick. He runs hard. He, he harasses defenders. He holds up for key players like some Forrest and Montero who are playing in midfield to get up in the counter-attack. And as always, Levy will be up for this one. They'll work hard. They'll really test their opponents. United will have to be on their game, I think, to get the three points today. Two changes from that defeat against Celtic for United. Sporler and Apare dropped to the bench with Man and Levitt coming in. So 4-3-3 formation. Benjamin Segrist in goals, a back four, Kieran Freeman, Ryan Edwards, Charlie Mulgrew and Scott McMahon. Midfield, Ian Harks, Dylan Levitt and Giandro Fuchs with Peter Paul and Ilmari Niskanen either side of the lone striker, Nicky Clark. Trevor Carson, Adrian Sporler, Louis Apare, Declan Glass, Kerr Smith, Darren Watson and Florent Hotte are on the substitutes bench. Three changes may be surprising from the team that beat Hibs for Livy. Parts is out injured, Sybil and 
Shinny drop to the bench in come Obelai, Anderson and Montero. Max Dryax in goals. Back four, Nicky Devlin, Jack Fitzwater, Adi Obelai and Jack Penrice. In midfield, holding two, Jason Holt and Stefan Omionga with Jack McMillan, Alan Forrest and Christian Montero behind the lone striker, Bruce Anderson. Gary Mealy, Sean Kelly, Jackson Longridge, Craig Sybil, Scott Pittman, Odin Bailey and Andrew Shinny are on the bench. And the referee today at Tannadice is David Dickinson. Yes, looking forward to that one. Dundee United Livy. Up there at Tanadice, Fraser saying conditions not ideal. I suppose it will probably be the same story in Perth, where St Johnston welcome Aberdeen, watched by David Friel. Yeah, it is, Gordon, but at least the game's on. You know, Fraser had a wasted trip here last week when the, the Ross County match was rained off, but there's no doubt about that today. Pitch is looking good. Looks a bit heavy, I'm sure it will cut up, but it's, it's game on. I think St Johnston fans will just be relieved to see Callum Davison still in the dugout. Obviously, we're talking about Jack Ross losing his job. I think the Saints fans were sweating for sort of 48 hours in midweek when Preston parted company with Frankie McAvoy and there's no doubt Callum was in the frame. They opted for Ryan Lowe instead and St Johnson fans were able to relax so Callum's here for a while yet but he really needs a win with Saints sitting second bottom after just one win as Alec was saying in the last seven league games adding the, the semi-final against Celtic too. I was speaking to him during the week and he sounded really frustrated as, the, as only the old firm clubs have actually conceded less goals. Vincent Johnson, but then you look at the table and every other team in the Premiership has scored more than them. The record of nine goals in 15 games, I think that tells you where the problems lie. Callum Davidson will add a striker to in January and he's also set to snap up free agent Jacob Butterfield. He's an experienced English midfielder. That will happen in the coming days once he gets clearance. Saints actually beat Aberdeen 1-0 back in September. Stevie May scored a goal. They don't actually have a really good record against the Dons at McDermott Park. You have to actually go back to April 2016 for their last win over Aberdeen in Perth. That's quite surprising. St Johnson's game, as I said, with Ross County, that was rained off last weekend, but Callum has been able to get the likes of Glenn Middleton and Craig Bryson fit. So the lineup in, in the usual 3 4 2 1 formation, Xander Clark in goals, a back three of Sean Rooney, Liam Gordon, and Jamie McCart, James Brown, Craig Bryson, Liam Craig, and Callum Booth across the middle. Ali Crawford and Glenn Middleton will be behind Chris Kane. Subs for St Johnson are Parrish, Dendonker, Devine, O'Halloran, Solomon, Ottabor, Vertainen, and Moreland. For Aberdeen, it's an up and down season, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Stephen Glass earlier in the year, but they've hit some form again. Back to back wins over Livingston, then that big win over St Man last weekend. They're now back in the top six. And I think the manager has seen the benefits of having the likes of Ryan Hedges and Marley Watkins back to their best. You know, alongside Christian Ramirez, they really do carry a bigger threat up, the, up that end of the pitch. They're actually unchanged from the side that beat St Man last weekend. Well, it's going to be a 4 2 3 1 formation, very attacking lineup. Joe Lewis in goals, Funzo Ojo, Ross McCrory, David Bates, and Johnny Hayes the back four. Scott Brown and Lewis Ferguson will be the holding midfielders with the Jet, Ryan Hedges, Marley Watkins and Ramirez as the front four. Subs for Aberdeen are Woods, Mackenzie, Gallagher, McLennan, Jenks, Samuels and Campbell. And the referee at McDermott Park is Greg Aitken. That's you sorted in our featured matches. Ross County, Dundee, what a result the last time these played at Dens. They're now up in Dingwall today, so that completes the top flight card. Now at this time on a Saturday, we always get all the pundits involved. We look back on some of the week's biggest talking points, get a bit of a debate going, and we will do that next. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, Alex Ray are in the studio. We've got the top team all around the grounds as well. At this time on a Saturday, we look back on some of the week's biggest talking points. And invariably on a Europa League week, that's where we begin. Roger Hanna, we were debating all week, are they dead rubbers? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? How much do they matter? What did you make of it when all was said and done? Um, it certainly mattered when Kyogo Furuhashi limped off with that hamstring injury. Um, Celtic at the minute are just being buried beneath an avalanche of fitness problems. Tony Ralston, Jota, Giacomakis, 
and throw in Albion a Yeti and now of course Kyogo from Thursday night and uh, it didn't surprise me we spoke on the show on Tuesday we expected lots of changes I actually thought Rangers would have made more changes than they did for the trip to Leon. didn't surprise me at all that Celtic initially made 11 for Betis the problem arose when a Yeti had to come off after charging that ball down suffered his own hamstring injury and the decision was made to send Kyogo on rather than a Michael Johnson or a Ewan Henderson um, I think and Postacoglu said yesterday these are the risks that you have to take in management for me it was a risk to be honest he didn't need to take Anyone agree disagree with that in, in the studio I mean last night for instance there was lots of stuff on Twitter Celtic fans saying you know we love Ange Postacoglu we're delighted at what he's doing but I don't agree with that decision he shouldn't have been put on uh, Hugh last night sort of understood it I think Kenny Miller a bit more on the fence lots of callers phoning in and and almost supporting Ange Postacoglu, understanding the decision. Roger says he would not have taken the risk. Not for me. Not for me, I thought. And is that with the benefit of hindsight? No, or? no, no. Um, you know, I said it before the game, Gordon. Especially when the fact is you're struggling in that department anyway. Um, managers make decisions, spur a moment, he looks at a Yeti 30 minutes into the game. You can understand it, but people will argue, well, I put Turnbull on, I put McGregor on. There's more cover there. Right, Kyogo, a Yeti comes off You're left very bare You've got two massive games coming up Sunday and then the cup final Me personally, I wouldn't have had him on the bench Now, nobody will say that um, You know, about me criticising Postacoglu I'm his biggest fan I'm a cheerleader for him because I know him But I thought <laughs> I thought on Thursday Looking back at it I was amazed they put him on the pitch. Amazed. Now, people will go, well, you can get injured in training. Of course you can get injured in training. But you've got to train. You've got to train to prepare for the next game. You don't need to play on Thursday night. You you do not need to go on that pitch on Thursday night and risk an injury, especially after 30 minutes. So I think, in my opinion, it was the wrong decision. I have to agree with us. Um, I think Ange Postacoglu himself, he'll, he'll say whatever he likes to the press and, and the written press, but I think behind the scenes, he'll be kicking himself and, and saying it's a decision he didn't have to make. We chatted about it here on the show on Thursday, and we we said, I, I said to you, Gordon, I would make as many changes as possible right from the off, and that was the case. Now, if you put Kyogo on the bench and you've got others who can come on and maybe you, you need to just juggle some things about, then you keep them on the bench. It was too much of a risk And isn't it really with hindsight Because we we stood here and said it And I think a lot of fans would have Looked at them coming on as well And thinking Do we need this risk? And it's come back to bite them Especially when Marcus and Ayeti Has already come off You've left yourself incredibly short So it's going to be It's going to be a difficult period for Celtic now Now the one thing you would say Is they have You know Young, exciting group of players Who can come in and fill a number of positions Maybe not a number 9 in there But Ange Postacoglu is going to have to find a way uh, Maybe be a badder up through the middle It Maybe be James Forrest or Mikey Johnson We've seen Mikey Johnson yeah. play there They'll have to play in a slightly different way But there's no doubt about it He would much prefer Kyogo starting as leading the line tomorrow Than a Mikey Johnson on an Abada and uh, the games are coming thick and fast The, the games are, are huge coming up And they've got the cup final next week to contend with So the transfer window can't come quick enough For Ange Postacoglu Yeah, uh, I agree with the guys I thought it was uh, naive to uh, to play Kyogo On the back of seeing uh, Ayeti 
uh, Yakimatis is uh, already injured Gordon So you are literally Running the risk of Your key centre forward We've I think everyone in the studio agrees That he is a standout number 9 At Celtic His movement We spoke about this time after time His movement Closing down He sets the tempo for them uh, You know His goals To game ratio is incredible And to actually risk him is, As I said It was naive And It's okay saying in hindsight But you have to get Assess it as it's a moving part Because we said they Obviously they put on um, McGregor and Turnbull But you have real good cover in there You've got various options uh, to, to fall back on If any of them get injured uh, And it's now cost them And only time will tell Whether over the course Of the next couple of weeks If it's costly or not uh, And it just emphasises The need for one or two mm. more bodies In January We're not being unfair in Malik Because no, not at Ma- all. Mark and I Were in the studio on Thursday And with Celtic fans on When the team the line Announced, out, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and they were f- they were quite critical, saying, well, "Look, there's five hundred thousand pounds to play for. There, this and that. We've got to play a strong team." We both back to manager to the hill, saying, "Hundred percent, the right thing to do. He's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Yes, and money's important. Of course, it is. That game." Didn't need Kyogo to come on after 30 minutes And I'm with Mark I think as a manager sometimes you look after a game and say Right, okay, I'll go and tell the press exactly You know what I need to tell them But deep down inside I think he'll regret that He's been brilliant Absolutely brilliant I've never criticised the guy once I've enjoyed his style of football I've enjoyed everything he's brought But I just thought it was a bad decision Uh, Right, I always like to hear both sides of the argument These three in here all seem to think it was um, an unwise decision David Friel Fraser Wisher Anyone out there See the, the other side of it No God, oh, no, I think I agree with the guys Fraser you first then yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the guys I think they've said it all And I think Mark's point Is absolutely key I think behind the scenes I suppose to call it looking at it Thinking that was a daft decision You know Managers sometimes make Decisions like that uh, He'll be praying That nothing happens tomorrow Or the long trip up to Dingwall during the week, we've got all the COVID stuff going around as well and self-isolation if you're in close contact as well. So he'll be praying that nobody else picks up an injury. But Mikey Johnson's been injured on and off you know, for the past 12 months or so and he's only just back. James Forrest, exactly the same. And they don't really have any other options than the three the three wingers, if, if you like, are up front. So he'll be hoping that he doesn't pick up any more. And I, I just thought, that, and I wonder whether his, his medical team will be looking at things thinking, well, why are they picking up so many uh, injuries, so many similar injuries, hamstrings? You know, that's Jota. And, and Kyogo, it could be, you know, overwork for them because they've played a big part this season. They've played a lot of games, a lot of travelling. Yeti, it's not that, but it's a similar injury. So, why is that? What's happening? Is it to do with the pitches, to do with training, to do with conditions, to do with overwork in some cases as well? Because they can't afford to pick up another injury in that area, or, or they're going to a cup final very light. Yeah, well, what's your reading of it, David Friel? Because it, there are a lot of similar injuries, and maybe that can happen. Maybe it is a freak run. Maybe it is coincidence. I imagine any big football club tries to. Find out though Or see if there is something That can be done The manager spoke about A ridiculous fixture list uh, The style of play um, Someone was sending me tweets Last night Reminding me Whether it's a, a fair comparison Or not When Jurgen Klopp Went to Liverpool and, and sort of increased The intensity of their play They had a lot of injuries what, What's the, your, your reading Of it overall? I think it's probably A little bit of everything You know there's no doubt That the, the increased Intensity of training Anybody speak to uh, Watches Celtic training at all will, will tell you that It is pretty full throttle they play the way they train. Obviously, the games come thick and fast, so I, th- I think it's probably a, a, a mixture of it all. But I mean, to touch on Kyogo again, I, I was just looking at the stats, Gordon. He's played 46 games in this calendar year, if you add in the J League games, and that's not including the international. So he's probably up to about 50 
Now, three weeks ago, Ange Postacoglu said that he was going to rest them because he feared a bit of burnout. So I was I was stunned when he was even on the bench during the week. And um, I just thought it was a needless move to put him on, especially after Albion and Jetty um, was injured as well. For me, at that stage, you just tell him to go and get a bath and go up the road. But, you know, I think Celtic are going to count, uh, you know, really count the cost of that going forward because I don't think they've got the squad to cope at all for the next seven games. Who's best placed to fulfil that role at the moment then, Mark? Um, I'm sorry, I was just shouting to Alex there. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you didn't come to me there. I know exactly that Mikey you two Johnson. weren't listening to no, me. No, I was listening. Mikey I was. Johnson, I would have See, if you were a bit sharper, you would have known what I was asking, uh, let's be honest. Uh, it could be any role. It could be the role in sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the forward role. Um, look, I, I would like to see a badder. Getting, he has played there Yeah I would like to see a badder Getting a, a shot there Through the middle I think he's got all the attributes I think he's certainly got the speed He's got the understanding Mikey Johnson Now Mikey Johnson Someone who's been in and at the side You know Picking up injuries here and there I think Mikey Johnson Just needs a real run At a position That's favourable For him To get his performance levels uh, To a good level but a badder, if, there's, if there's no Jota he's, He might be needed to well, play In his normal yeah. position anyway Forrest would fill the right But I think a badder would be the most likely To fill that role um, Yeah I, I don't know because I've never seen the, the boy playing there But I think that A badder of Forrest I, I think, think I saw a start about a, a handful Maybe even a bit more than that Games he played there last season Yeah I think I think Forrest could fill that role He's an experienced player He would know how to play He would drop in deep He'd cause problems they might just go with a rotation of the front three, Gordon. They might just change it for a couple of games and not just have a static, what you call number nine up a there. A false nine, one yeah. coming short. Yeah, and get exactly. So, th- so they may just tweak that front three I mean, I've heard movements. All sorts of suggestions last night. Rogic, Turnbull. If it, can any of them no. go and do that with a bit more of? I don't think you would want to disturb what they create in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. I think those guys will always create. So no matter who you play through that middle. Those three behind and your two wingers are always going to create for the guy up front. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't disturb Rogic the the form he's in or Turnbull playing some of the best football his career. So leave what's not broken. Is Forrest? Sorry, we we talking about Forrest. Is Forrest available for tomorrow? He was nursing a, an injury, a knock, but um, I'm not too sure if he's available for tomorrow. So, but there's other mm. options there as well with Henderson, Montgomery, and guys like that that can fill the wide areas. But the central one is so key. And if Abad has played a handful of games there. And he's scored a number of goals this season I would go for him I suppose Roger that the, the thing about Life in the fast lane At the big clubs in <laughs> Glasgow And particularly this time of year Everyone's talking about the cup final And January the 2nd And understandably so But the games in between Aren't any less important Yeah there's a huge number of them Hence Angie's You know Remark about the ridiculous fixture schedule I'm still I'm still chuckling at the prospect of Ange Saying to Kyogo I mean, have a bath and go up the road. Now it'd be Daz's bath night on a Wednesday and Kyogo's bath night on a Thursday. We're getting into a pattern there, but there are big games. Celtic go to Dingwall. I mean, we're sort of writing off Motherwell tomorrow. I know you're not, Gordon. Writing off Motherwell tomorrow is not being very important. They then go to Dingwall. They've then got the cup final. They've then got a game squeezed in between the cup final and Christmas. Then the Boxing Day game at St John's and a midweek game after that before Celtic come round to the Old Firm game on the 2nd of January. It's going to be very, you know, strenuous for the players who are left behind. Normally you would you would shuffle the squad, you would rotate a little bit. Angie's now out of players to rotate. Um, so Michael Johnson, Leila Bader and James Forrest, if fit, 
are going to have a big workload and I tend to agree with the boys I wouldn't disturb Rogic, McGregor and Turnbull they're doing a very good job in there I think they'll just have to make doing mend with whoever's fit for whichever game well, don't worry because Motherwell have no fit centre half so I don't know if you can uh, a swap deal Gordon would you give up Tony Watt to get no. Cameron Carter Vickers in a swap deal no, no, not no we'll it. just go two for two tomorrow two for two two for two okay. two for see, two yeah two for two and see what happens tomorrow mm. I think tomorrow will be a real exciting game but we'll get good football today um, Alex what about Rangers during the week uh, sort of impressive enough performance to round off the campaign again you know made changes yep interesting though because if we are talking about Risks and so on A lot of Rangers heavy hitters Did, did feature at some point you know, And could have got injured But yeah. didn't So you know I, I guess they got away with it On that front And um, a positive result overall Yeah six changes I think it was Gone to the, the weekend uh, Team You know A few good uh, Bright spots within that I thought Wright did okay Kent seems to be getting back to his best KMR Roof leading the line uh, Relatively well In the middle of the park You've got the two sitters Lundstrom And I think the big concern would be If uh, Kamara's injured Gordon Who came off early uh, I think he came off at half time for Steve Davis So that was probably enforced uh, And then you obviously have your, your centre halves Who are relatively strong at the moment I think it was a good performance And they'll be happy with the point uh, You know, Europa League football after Christmas It's a lot to look forward to Calvin Bassey, is he getting closer? <laughs> is he already there to establishing himself as Someone who maybe doesn't drop straight out of the team When, when yeah. the likes of Balogun return? God, I'll be honest When I went to see him in, uh, over in Prague uh, you know when he played there I thought he was all over the place He was 10 yards deeper than in the other centre half And I thought oof that's not a position this guy Looks fairly comfortable But I have to say over the last 5 games since Giovanni Came in, 4 wins, a draw He's looked very strong You have to consider as well this boy's only 21 You know you're, it's, you know, he's just he's just a kid Learning his trade I think that he, the fact that he has goals in beside him With a, a vast amount of experience now uh, and Barisic the other side of him just kind of calms him down normally with McGregor behind so I think there's a good uh, bit of development still to go but the early signs with, with Bassey we consider they cost practically nothing mm. is really really positive and the good thing is no one will ever be able to take away them even if he goes on and has a stunning career which he may well do you'll never take back the moment where a caller came mm. on live on air was praising him to the hilt and at that very moment he put the ball in his own net past his own goalkeeper Gordon that was Th- Thursday night it was terrific uh, I think I was involved in that as well because Wilson sort of uh, was yeah, distracted yeah. yeah well he was distracting me to make sure that I just kept it going until the ball went in the back of it. it gives him a good balance there uh, I still think that Balogun is probably the, the number one but you don't think Holanda would be uh... no, yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think that's probably a more and correct me if I'm wrong I feel that's a more obvious sure. one so I think you know if, 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 if Balogun's yeah. next in the list can Bassi th- overtake him? Yeah, I think he can uh, But I still would say Balogun just now would edge it If it was a big, big game But he gives him a good balance there He's uh, Alex Wright, he's learning his trade He needs games And with games comes confidence So uh, it's a good headache to have for uh, Van Bronckhorst mm. uh, There's a full-time result from down south Man City won Wolves, as Alec calls Wolves. him His former club nil And interesting, Alex Because we will get VAR eventually oh, And if you think goodness. that's going to clear up handballs in the box They the decision that has cost Wolves the game and given it to Man City the penalty for a handball when they've got VAR and they looked at it and unless my contact lenses are playing up that does not hit him on the arm <laughs> maybe, maybe so scandalous we'll... decision I think they're going to is it Peter Walton the ex-referee in the studio they're not hitting him on, they're on pits under the arm isn't it his rib cage and just caught him under the armpit but it's a disgrace oh. a scandalous decision yeah you would say that Cheated. anyway never defeated uh, right Penalty. okay we will leave it there because we've got some big games we will go back around the grounds next 
the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 15 minutes to the 3 o'clock kick-off, some massive games in the Premiership and beyond. Let's stick with our featured matches in the top flight. Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel and Alex Ray are in the studio. Uh, the top, tougher team out and about in the miserable weather round the grounds. Let's go back to Paisley, St Mirren against Hibs. What are your thoughts on who the next Hibs manager will be, Roger? In fact, start me off first. Will David Gray still be in charge by the time the cup final comes around? And then what happens thereafter? Who who are the real names we should be looking at? I would suspect David Gray probably will still be in charge for the cup final. It is only eight days away at Hamden after all, Gordon. In terms of moving forward, the, the obvious names to look at would be Alec Neil, um, out of work, looking to get back in. His previous experience working with the current Hibs chief executive, Ben Kensal, down at Norwich. Um, you could look as well at Steve Keane former Blackburn manager from the English Premier League who's in the building at Easter Road if you like having recently started a behind the scenes role there as well um, Derek McInnes perhaps hasn't got back into top line management since leaving Aberdeen and Neil Lennon a man who took Hibs out of the Championship into the Premiership left but of course left under a different regime when it was Rod Petrie and Leanne Dempster running the club so it'll be interesting to see whether they go for any of those or or whether Ron Gordon, based in the States, goes down the Dave Cormack Aberdeen route and looks for somebody from the United States that he's maybe worked with in the past. What do you think, David Friel, with your journalistic hat on? Sometimes there are obvious choices for a reason, and it seems like Derek McInnes and Alex Neil would, would, would be so obvious. You know, like staring you right in the face, that doesn't mean they're going to get it. No, I... I do wonder, and that was that was part of the reason why I was so surprised at Jack Sacking as well. Is that I just assumed Hibs would have somebody lined up, but they don't seem to. And surely, if it, if it was going to be someone like Alec Neil, for example, who is available, then he would just have been in place by now. Um, so no, I, I think I think this this job is, is is wide open, and I agree with Roger. I do wonder whether Ron Gordon will go down the, the United States route and look at someone who's doing well over in the MLS. And there's one man who's doing very well in the MLS and also knows Scottish football, and that's Ronnie Dyler. Um, I know he features in the betting but for me Ronnie Dyer would be a good bet as, as Hibs manager I think he's a good manager I think Celtic's probably just too big a club for him but he's got good ideas he can play good football and I wouldn't rule out that happening Okay, there's a name I hadn't considered the old Ronnie Rowe Wow, yeah Ronnie Sterling Didn't Rowe. consider that but David's, David's always close to I think he's thrown that truth, in with a bit yeah, of knowledge yeah. Well, he's right with Ronnie Dyer as doing well in the States I wouldn't be surprised if it's none of these names that we're chatting about here Alex Neal or Derek McInnes who I think are great contenders for the job but I think it'll be someday yeah, a bit left field for this one Stevie Keane is already in a post at the moment. Uh, it was a bit of a strange appointment. Let me give you a couple of minutes to finish your biscuit. <laughs> you look like you're struggling. Yeah. There. <laughs> the, the, the biscuit, the, the biscuit that you've just sprayed all over my face trying to get that sentence out. Stevie King, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's a stick on. Oh, well, my words. Well, your biscuits are a stick on. Okay, yes. um, more about them later. Is there a bit of that that. Would that stink to Jack Ross a little bit? If Stevie King goes and gets this, does that does that suggest that that's always been part of the Bigger plan? The plan, or am I being too cynical? Have I been hanging out with Hugh Keevans too long? A no, sentence I, I never I, thought I would say. It'd be interesting to hear Jack's views on it if Steve Keane did come into the building and get the job um, immediately, Gordon. But look, it happens in football. It happens regular now that managers are well lined up before the, the manager in place leaves the, the why, building. Why is he not in interim charge then? 
Um, you would need to ask him. I don't know. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't play a part with his experience helping David mm. Gray next week for the cup final. I think if he's in the building, he's a manager. He's managed at a very good level. He's got a good reputation. Um, if I was David Gray and I was in charge of the cup final next week, I would certainly be using him. There's no doubt. There's no no point having mm. someone with that experience in the building not using it. Yeah, that's clearly the big story between St Mirren and Hibbs off the field or in the dugout, if you like. But they both need a win. They both really, really need a win. So that's why that's such a fascinating game in Paisley. Here's my tenuous link to you, David Friel. I'm watching the television. In front of me, Ryan Lowe, the new Preston manager, is there. That was a job that Callum Davidson was linked with. It very quickly went to it went elsewhere. You just wonder how deep down how he feels about that, how he feels about his own sort of progression because he did unbelievable things last season. How do you top that, especially when you're 11th at the moment? Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think he used that stock phrase flattered when, in, in, in terms of speculation when he was linked with Preston. I think it's a job he would definitely be interested in. There's no doubt about it. You know, it's a, it's a big club down there. Um, I just wonder with Callum, you know, I think... I think he needs a big transfer window. I think he needs to bring in some quality, especially at the top end. I spoke earlier about the, the goal record, which is just pretty, pretty appalling, to be perfectly honest with you. And I, th- I think Steve Brown, the St Johnson owner, probably owes Callum a good transfer window as well. You know, I think he has to be backed. You know, he's, he, he did so well last year, but he's lost some key players. He's maybe not got the same out the other guys like Stevie May, who's been injured, Chris Kane, guys like that. So I think I think if St Johnson get an injection of quality in January, I think they'll be you know they'll go and challenge the top six again. But yeah, it's a hard act to follow after winning the Cups last year, but I do think St Johnson will be OK in the long run, but I think Callum Davison deserves to get some, some good players in in January. I suppose in the, the context of Hibs, we were talking, David, about that sort of fickle nature of football, if you like, or the very knee-jerk nature of things at the moment where a small bad run means you're in crisis and then it gets forgotten about after some good results. Where are Aberdeen at at the moment? Because they're obviously in, in sixth, which I don't think is good enough. They're only four points behind both Dundee United and Motherwell. You know the way it works. They'll be banking on Motherwell possibly not winning at Celtic Park tomorrow, as much as it pains me to say. Um, and so a victory this afternoon really puts them back into that mix. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're going they're going for a third one in a row, and I don't think they've done that since September 2020, which shows their inconsistency. You know, you just need to look at their, their results this season. You know, a real glut of wins at the start of the season, then, you know, no wins for about 10 games, and then a couple of wins again, and it's just been up and down. And to be perfectly honest with you, looking at the squad and, and the changes Stephen Glass is trying to make, I think that might be the case for the rest of the season. You know, I think it could be a bit of a roller coaster for Aberdeen. I think on their day, they're more than capable, as they showed at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago, of going and getting results. But they just don't have that consistency. What I do like about Stephen Glass in the last couple of weeks is, though, he's just gone for it. You know, I said earlier on, he's got Christian Ramirez, the Jet, Ryan Hedges, and Marley Watkins in the same team with Ojo and Hayes as fullbacks. That's an attacking side, Lewis Ferguson backing that up as well. So, I think they'll have a go here today and to be honest with you given their defensive problems that's probably the best tactic for Aberdeen right now Yeah and Roger on to uh, Fraser sorry on to your game Dundee United against Livingston every single manager at every club in Scotland will tell you that the festive fixtures are important they can't define your season but they can certainly nudge you in one direction or the other and I wonder if Dundee United are a perfect example of a team that are are right on that line at the moment because they've obviously started brilliantly they're in fourth place at the moment they've got one win in seven they were as good as Celtic were I'm sure United fans were not too impressed with the performance last weekend they lost against Motherwell before that you just wonder how important this period is for them specifically I think it's very important I think today's game is, is, is 
probably the, the, the most important game that Tam Courts has had for quite some time here. We're talking there to David and McDermott Park and, and if Aberdeen win and United lose, there's just a point between them, you know, and, and you've been talking about Aberdeen being a crisis team all season. So I think for United, they just want to keep that gap, keep in fourth place. Now, if, if they finish in fourth place this season, that'd be absolutely brilliant. But you're getting into the Jack Ross formula, as we were saying earlier on, that if they don't win today, then it's one win in eight. They're at Ibrox next week. Then they've got Hibs and Boxing Day. So... Know, a couple of key games and all of a sudden 1-7 becomes 1-10 and, and people start looking at you and thinking where, where's this going now I'm not saying Tam Court's job's in danger far, far from it you know, even if they dropped out the top 6 at the end of the season I still think he'd be here but uh, he will look a bit like Callum Davidson who lost a couple of key players at the end of the window so did uh, Tam Court he lost Lauren Shanklin towards the end of the window and didn't get a chance to, to spend that kind of money so I think he'd be looking for one or two players to come in particularly up front Nicky Clark and Apery are the only two options at the moment Louis Apery's in and out can play wide so I think he'd be looking for a striker with Mark McNulty, this long-term long -term injury. But they've also got the likes of Giandro Fuchs and Ian Harks who are out of contract at the end of the season and doesn't seem to be a possibility or no, no sign of them signing new contracts. So they can actually speak to, to people as of the beginning of, maybe even now, depending on when the contract ends. So will United get offers for a couple of players as well? So be a, a key month is January. But if they can win today, it just takes that wee bit of heat out of them for the next few weeks until they can get to a stage where they can sign a couple of players. The big build-up is done and the kick-offs are next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel, Alex Ray are in the studio We've got the top team out and about at some of the big games this afternoon. The fixtures really do come thick and fast. At this time of the season I like this time of the season Always full of talking points Never any shortage How are you viewing your ACA this afternoon Mark? Top flight games? Uh, top flight games I think Aberdeen will make it Three wins on the bounce uh, Away to St Johnson I think St Mirren Hibs The game that we are going to watch Will end in a draw There's been many of them Over the years I think it will be the same today I think Moldside United Will beat Livy to get back to winning ways And I'm going for Ross County To beat Dundee Up in Dingwall uh, Yeah um, Some interesting fixtures Very hard to predict But I'll do my best I'm going St Johnston Aberdeen a draw I'm going St Mirren Hibs I'll go a home one And Here is a big one for me I was very impressed with them On Wednesday night To keep the run going Livy to beat Dundee United And Ross County Dundee um, I was trying to study that one there Gordon I'm going for a home win Yeah I'm going to go for uh, Aberdeen as well Same as Mark I'm going for St Mirren draw Dundee United draw And I'm going to go for Ross County to beat Dundee Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com Book your face fit and mask service online now Let's go then Let's see who gets the Predictions right this afternoon Probably none of you uh, But we'll see who gets closest uh, cameras in Paisley zooming in on some of the Hibs board I guess with the question of who will they pick to be the new manager We are going to keep an eye on that game Do you know something that struck me yesterday Alex When I was yes. down there at Hibs training ground Speaking to, to some of the players a, a genuine sense of sadness yeah. That Jack Ross has gone They seemed gutted They seemed to really really like him And in your experience can that bring its own Hangover? Yeah because you know Sometimes Players will know, like, is, even if we do like this guy's time's probably up, and you know, and, and we need a, a parting of the way. Just didn't get that impression. Um, can that be difficult then? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I seen you uh, tweet that last night, Gordon, and uh, 
my, my automatic reaction was why are they not getting results in that would have been I mean the actual players because I, I said earlier on as much as Jack's paying the yeah. price for this it's down to there but I take your point I mean, I do, I, look I do get that and of course performances haven't been good enough but is this not the problem when you base it over 8 games or 9 games or 10 games you then ignore fine margins Ryan Portis sends off gets sent off at Ibrox Martin Boyle skies a penalty the other night yeah. Rangers get a late penalty You know Easter Road Of course the performances Haven't been good But if you're going to take it In such a small sample size You're almost putting Potentially putting the fate Of a manager In the hands of these little moments Yeah And, and that, again Gordon It just shows you the, the fickle nature of football Because You're absolutely right They are fine margins um, and ultimately it's they fine margins that make the difference for results in a, in a weekly basis we watch it and we go ah there's not a great deal in between these two teams and then some teams go on a little run and it buys you a little bit of time the nature of the management game is, is brutal at the moment and I don't think you get a great deal of time I think we have a support base across the place that's very reactive I think social media plays a part in that and I just think boards sometimes have to be a little bit more braver look at, look at producer Callum everybody mm. wants just look at the look at that he's actually using his face mask to dry his Tears wipe them away because Dylan Levitt um, has had to drop out of the starting eleven for Dundee United late on and be replaced by Declan Glass. It's a, it's a bit of a blow. Look Not at bad replacement. Mm. Declan Glass, mm. good player. Yeah. Callum not happy with that Is he not yeah, he's, he's, Got hooked in the first half At Motherwell didn't he A couple of weeks ago know, But that doesn't mean anything You can't judge players In one game Like you can't judge Managers in nine games in Yeah but it's an opportunity For the boy to come in And showcase what he can actually do I'm only saying that Because when he was at Cove Rangers on loan He ripped my breaking yep. Team apart so Come on is that right? I, th- I think most people In our league Are ripped your breaking apart So I wouldn't <laughs> Hold that against Ah the good old days A lot of players out there A lot of players owe you A big thanks Mark Yeah they're on Things Spe- speaking of which Never let it be said That producer Callum Doesn't live life In the fast lane Did you hear where he's going For his, his big Christmas <laughs> Day out this year I'm still not buying that He's, going, he's yeah. going to hospitality At Breakin He's going to a Breakin <laughs> game Oh my god Who are they playing again Oh it's Devonville In the, oh, in oh, the, the Highland game. League Of course The big one yeah Oh, I know he'll enjoy it But I just can't understand it Can we Is he taking Cassie? Can we try and maybe Should we get yeah. him a, a picture of Mark Wilson Maybe try and get him to like Put it up somewhere or oh, yeah. If he could If he could Because that, <laughs> The ground is littered with, with pictures from Times gone by And I mean Ancient and times you are now Times yeah. gone and by And I'm times gone by So, so maybe get me up there There's a big picture of you mate Don't you worry I'll never be taken down Do not let this guy <laughs> Enter the ground again uh, We do have our first goal In Scotland It comes at Annan And it's been scored by Elgin City Matthew Cooper on four minutes right before we get distracted any further Mark Wilson let's do this the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online pretty simple this one name the ten oldest players in the Scottish Premiership who've scored at least once this season so name the ten oldest players in the Scottish Premiership Who've scored at least once this season Yeah simple as that yeah. At Clyde SSB The 10 oldest goal scorers In the Scottish top flight this season Do you know what is going to make this hard? Because I'm even getting to that age I'm obviously young compared mm. to you old things mm-hmm. There are people on this list That I'm <laughs> yeah. going yeah. Please tell me he's not in the top 10 oldest goal scorers There are people here that you still consider You can just remember them starting yeah. out or whatever Um Incredible that some of these guys are in the top 10 oldest scorers in the Premiership, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, you're that right. one at the bottom in particular. That one, is that the one that's at the caught bottom, your eye? There's one, maybe four down. Yeah, there's a couple on there that I. Incredible. 
I've crossed paths. Yeah. He, he's, just question. Produce, he's just produced one. The, the one at the bottom. Just write that yeah. down, yes. Anyway, at Clyde SSB, that's how you take part. You send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. <laughs> you need all of the correct answers and you need to do it quicker than everyone else. So that's how you win the first half teaser. Get thinking. You can see the question written down over there on the Twitter feed as well. Goals pouring in. In the rain in Scotland, Dunfermline nil, Queen of the South one, Alex Cooper on three minutes, Kelty Hearts continuing to run away with things uh, in that division, one up on Albion Rovers, Nathan Austin on five minutes there, Jamie Murphy uh, with a good chance for Hibbs racing through down the left hand side, fires off a shot and saved by Jack Annick. Alex Cooper, uh, if that's the same Alex Cooper as I'm thinking about, mm. there's a story a few years ago, he was out of a club. He came to the PFA exit trials I think a couple of years on the bounce yeah. Still couldn't find a club that was suitable And I think he went a few years Just, you know, mm. searching around He's finally found somewhere now, which is good And yeah, back playing, good I like player that. I love those stories, yeah. bit of perseverance I had good him, on uh, him. He did okay for me at some as well I had oh, him for yeah. a little period yeah, of, of time and, uh, Someone's going to tell us it's not the same guy I'll not be the same guy I'm sure Alex Cooper, there's no man name around Hibbs very much trying to start quick there's a real connection Alex Ray if you, yeah. you look at obviously Jack Ross was a former uh, St Mirren manager and David Gray assisted by Craig Sampson for Sammy. Hibs this afternoon that's another one I had a Samson? famous name I had St. Sammy up there yeah couldn't catch a cold <laughs> was I, that your goalkeeper he, do you know he done brilliant for us he ended up going down south I, was it Hereford or something they went for he went to that big team down in England left us Alan but, Power booked already wow. for St Mirren we know he's no shrinking violet um Oh, and he's been booked already six minutes in Which can make life a bit difficult If you're a combative midfielder 85 minutes to go boys Yeah, he gets himself into some bad positions Power puts himself under a oh. bit of pressure um, It's a reckless one Is it Kevin Clancy that gives him that? But wow. I think it's a big afternoon for Jim Goodwin St Martin. They really need a result There was a, there was a few uh, Hibs players Went towards Clancy there at pace Portis was one as we do see this again, it lifts his studs, mm. but yeah, that's if that that's never crossing that line into red, is it? I don't think so. No, no. I don't no. think so. No, no, no. Okay, but he puts himself in a real terrible position. He, he's a committed footballer in the middle of the park. He likes doesn't suck out any tackles, and he's got a long way to go in this game. Against no way, that's him. a red, does it? No, it's not red. No, no, no. A million years is that red card? No, I thought the referee got that correct. Well okay, we're with. up and running. We don't have any goals in the top flight. We do have a full time teaser for you to get in touch with and try and compete for top prize. So send your answers over, please, to at Clyde SSB. I've seen people take a fresh air swipe, Mark Wilson. That was a fresh air <laughs> header uh, from Alex Gogic. I'm not really sure how he managed that, but that was amazing there because it looked like he'd got away from his marker. Middle of the goal, it would have been a difficult header. He's, mm. he's thrown his head at it, full force, missed the ball. Have ball you, just bounced through to the goalkeeper. Have you ever done a an abada on Thursday night? Did you see that one? What? The fresh air. Fresh air. He was running fresh down air. the right, wasn't oh, he? Did you see that? <laughs> That's one of those ones and... you're thinking, I hope nobody noticed that. And everybody in the ground. Yeah, just the fifth, it's 60,000 in a TV audience. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. I've got to admit. <laughs> The one that I used to hate is when you're running down the byline, Mark, you're just going to cross it and it hits your Touch up with your other foot, your standard foot, <laughs> like swinging your other leg, nearly swings off. Fresh air fortnight.
St Mirren for the first time going forward but the set piece is poor just mm. over hit uh, you have to make the keeper work there St Mirren's season has been, been yeah. interesting we watched them a couple of weeks ago against Hearts at Tynecastle and it, well, you know for the large part of the game they did well they went through a spell in the second half the game is still 0-0 I think they had four attempts on Craig Gordon's goal he saved three of them one went over and we're thinking there's one team going to score here at St Mirren they concede at the other end and and the game runs away from him I think just listening to Jim yeah. you know before the game and, and reading some of the stuff he's he's been speaking about that you know problems at both ends they're, they're creating chances they just kind of find a way of putting that in the net and then conceding too many so not a good combination I, I, I tend to find that the teams at the bottom mark tend to do that you know I watched Livingston play Hearts last week and for the opening 45 minutes you think there's only one winner here mm. and then obviously Hearts come out mm. in the second half and they get a bit of good play Brof, uh, Boyle, Boyle uh, ends up scoring uh, the winner I know Boyle, what's his name? Boyce. Boyce. Yeah, Boyce, Boyce ends up scoring the, the good little play for Mackay. But the, that's the problem, they can't score at the top end of the pitch. Yeah, still nothing doing in the top flight goals-wise. I can see some answers coming into the teaser. Uh, keep them coming as well. We've got Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Gordon DL in the studio. Are you okay over there? I'm starting to worry you look at a little bit well, hot with, your, with that, that Christmas jumper on. I, th- I think I've gone too early because the heating is very high. Oh, yeah, it's very high in here. What have you got under it? Do you get anything under that? No, and it's not going to be a good sight at five Tell me you've tonight. not put a Christmas jumper on with nothing underneath. No, no. Seriously? Why, Why would I? I think that's a bit weird. Just in case it's hot. Also, no, that sort no. of will... It, it let's be hot, honest. But it was cold outside before I came Without in. judging too many... Christmas jump They're usually a sort of Weird woolen mm. no, Substitute I've got to say this Christmas, It's lovely It fits like a glove uh, Very tight A tight one Very, very <laughs> <laughs> Yeah they, they weights are now Sitting in the table uh, From the snowman I don't know where a car is But Are you feeling festive though Is that why you've decided To, to go no, and put no, it on I, I just felt a duty That I had to wear it Gone. You know I'm not really A Christmassy I know that's what I'm saying I'm wondering if you've Turned over a new leaf I wonder if you're feeling A bit more festive this year no, Your granddaughter at a great age for Christmas great great but I, I would never make a fool of myself walking and let her see me in this but the <laughs> thing the thing about it was I was sort of in a hurry this morning and I didn't really have anything you know well. ironed and I thought there you go speaking of which have you watched It's a Wonderful Life yet? no he was telling no. me he was telling me in the car on the way home the other night he's never seen It's a Wonderful Life which rings a bell well no pun intended um, from last year and I think we had this discussion last year and I'm amazed you've let it go Again, what's your problem? Why not just watch it? You uh, need I, I'm a to busy, see it. I'm a busy guy. You're watching not. The TV You're just absolutely now. not. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching a lot of good stuff, but it's on my bucket list for Christmas. Um, <laughs> You'll get it free on that. Oh, I don't. On what? <laughs> on, that, on, what on that stuff. I'll leave your Also, this is actually a minor point that I'm, I have been meaning to raise with you because I've known you for a long time and you do use it. I'm not sure you know what bucket list exactly means. Hmm. That stuff you're going to do before you die. Yeah, yeah but you're, you're saying it's on my bucket list for Christmas. I hope you don't have any plans to leave us between now. I've got a bucket list for okay. Christmas, and then I've got a bucket right, list. Okay. Right, so you my mean your to do list, list for, for Christmas. To do list, right? Okay, my to do list um, is to watch that program. I don't. What is it? Wonderful life. I just think, but do you know, what? I'm also a bit concerned, Mark, because it's absolute top tier. There is no doubt mm. about it. But you just know what he's like. No. He's going to turn it on. He's going to whinge that it's in black, black and white. And white. It's he's going to whinge that it's old, and he'll have it off within five minutes. I've got a colour telly. I ain't watching anything in black. <laughs> Telling everybody that it's black not white. worth watching. As soon as it's on it black and white, he's switching off. He's not got the concentration levels to. That's to my take worry. Because if you then come in here and criticise it, I won't 
You're getting kicked out. But, but you're not allowed to criticise nah. something that Gordon goes to see it every year, don't you? Uh, I used to until uh, until you get a kid. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Don't uh, do anything anymore. You used to go to the pictures, did you not? Every year that was a Christmas tradition. Ah, oh, I've not yeah. got a Christmas tradition of you. You get anybody to go with? Put up a tree. Oh, yeah. good plan. This could be the, the new one. <laughs> but seriously, we need to. I want getting here early, two hours before the show. I'll lock you in that back room and make you watch it. I think you need to. I think you owe it to yourself. I what? Are you, I on, are you on for two hours? It's probably it's longer been, than that. It's quite mm, long, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Stages. I'll start tonight. There you go. He can only watch box sets. This he guy. is missing out, though, isn't he? Oh, no, we all are we it's, getting it's any arguments? Oh, if a boy from Denison can admit that, I think you it's, need it's to incredible. get your act together. George Bailey? I don't even know who George Bailey is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says no, no, the drink. George Bailey. I thought it was Jimmy Stewart who was in it. That's the character's name. All right, okay. Oh, my goodness. This could be a long education. Just forget that. So do you not watch any any Christmas films? No, nothing no. like that at all. No, I'm not really. You don't even go in for a Home Alone, and it's easy. I was on watch no. to just today, try and... Home Alone Two was on today. I was watching I it. So you don't you don't go for that, no. No, no, nothing. no, no. I don't tend to go down the that Grinch. Road. I can see you. Oh, I've never oh, seen the Grinch what? either. No. Elf. No. Nothing. Nothing at all. No. Yeah. I don't really go down the. I've not got the concentration for that, Gordon. I'm more. What do you mean? A, it's a, they're, they're, I'm more a box set. They're it, quite easy to watch. Believe me. Do, do you know what I mean? I'm they're, more they're, not a, that, they're not that taxing. It's not a documentary. I've, you're watching I'm, about I'm a big green guy. No, I'm, watching, I'm watching Homeland again. I've already oh, watched. Right, to be fair, that's tremendous. But don't let me get sidetracked here. You know, I think. Come on. I think you need to get in the festive spirit a bit more. And because I don't watch films. Just everything You don't have a tree You no, don't watch don't, films You don't send cards You bin you any cards Do you like that? Do you know You need to keep quiet I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried I think a lot of people Around about my area Listens to this show right? Oh they will There's no I doubt about that I have not received One Christmas card yet Because we outed you Last year I, I, As binning I, 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 if you want to <laughs> Not one Christmas card Come through my door I, uh, I got one this morning First one Yeah, yeah. I'm, a bit, I'm a bit concerned I'll be rushing home tonight Let's see what the right, here's one that you me. can't escape. I know you can't. What's the what's the best Christmas song then in your mind? Because you are very cynical. You, not a lot comes onto your Christmas radar, but you must, you must have a shout for that. Johnny Mathis, when a child is born. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Me neither. Not even a child is born. It's a new show. I don't mind it. Oh my I, I did not expect that from him. All... <laughs> I was the only one that came into my head. You have all the ones you could have chosen. Exactly. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. That's great. I'll tell you what, I bet a lot of listeners back me up with that one. <laughs> the best. I mean, it's all right, but it's not <laughs> the best, is it? Uh, okay, Slade is Slade. Ah, that's, that's, too, that's, too, 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 too predictable. Well, Johnny, I'm going back to Johnny. Right, okay. It actually, actually does remind me. <laughs> you know, the other. You know, I tentatively started this a few months ago, you might remember um, how he has the worst, the absolute worst ability to sing the correct song lyrics. Right? Mm. He's horrific at it. I've never heard anything so ridiculous in my life. Um, and the other day, I was making a cup of tea in the office, and he was sitting, he wasn't next to me, he was like way over my shoulder on the couch. You know, that couch yeah, he likes to sit yes, on through yeah. there with his feet up on the table, at, like he owns the place. <laughs> and I could hear him singing. Um, the 12 days of Christmas That, that, that mm, song's yes. called I take it And he's sort of Mumbling his way down From 12 to 11 <laughs> to 10 And I'm thinking He has not got A single word of that right no, Nothing at all But as he was getting Towards 6 Or 7 And then 6 And coming down And he was going for the big You know 5 right. And I thought 
where is this going right where, where is this what's he going to go for oh, here because he needs he needs to get it right and I think everybody uh, obviously knows what the the correct line is yes I think mm, we would yes. we would all agree so I'm, I'm hearing him he's going eight seven six and I'm waiting for Do you know what he actually said? He doesn't oh, even yeah. know. Look at him. He does not know oh, the answer was, to this. Do you know what? I was panicking. I thought what he recorded me the five. Wasn't he chicken wings or something? It's not even close. That's the thing. It's not even going to be that funny because it's so far away. <laughs> Cornish pies. <laughs> Deadly serious. Cornish. Five Cornish pies. pies. And you would think he does these things for a reaction. Maybe you think, ah, no way. No, no one's that daft. But he's, he's on his own. He's I can, I can own. just, just about overhear him from the other side of the office. That was four. Oh, I, I didn't let him get that far. I thought, nah, I'm not uh, listening. He jumped to, to any more of this. He disturbed my Christmas moment. That's how his mind thinks. Just I, I, I nearly all the time. spilled my tea all over my hand because I thought that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Too many Cornish pies. That jumper suggests. <laughs> it is again actually warmer in here. <laughs> is you finished with me? I <laughs> can't believe that's your favourite Christmas song. Outrageous. Outrageous. Anyway, we've got a goal in the top flight. We've been waiting. We've been padding long enough. Luke McCowan, well done to you. 15 minutes gone. Ross County nil, Dundee won. Somebody took Dundee, did they not? No, 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 no. For a home win. Oh, home dear. win, Ross dear, County. Dear. But after the last time they played, though. When Ross County What was it Five Five, five now You have to say though Willow Four wins out of the last Dundee. eight Dundee Yeah, yeah. On a Turned good little spell well, He was one of the guys That was linked to the Hibs job as well In the media in the last couple of days Who? Yeah Yeah Mick Pick No Believe they, me It was been linked in the papers Yeah saw that Yeah they were forced into an early change as well Charlie Adam had to come off early on uh, For Dundee Jordan McGee came on And Luke McCowan has scored After 15 minutes This is good This is really good from Tannadice Declan Glass Late call up to yes. the team no. Bring someone down Referee Gavin Duncan thinks That's a yellow card Not having that son Goes for his book Realises He's forgotten his cards At this time of year as well Just talking about you Not sending any He's forgotten his cards Had to run over to the fourth official And collect a spare set Really? Yep I've never heard of that before I've never seen that before Who was this referee? Gavin Duncan the referee Yes Alright okay (laughs) Wow That's horrendous That is a bad mistake That's the first thing You obviously check In the way out Apart from your boots being tied You've got, <laughs> you don't need much Whistle Cards Yeah That's it What else do you need spray. You need to spray I bet you could almost oh, go oh, I could get away with it But you've got to have your cards in your whistle Oh what's he oh, thinking He's going to get his knuckles wrapped there Surely I thought, I thought it was Is this place. a Dundee United game you're talking about? Yeah I thought it was David Dickinson Is he the, is he a ref? I made David Dickinson I thought he was a ref yeah. He is somewhere He's <laughs> 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 selling antiques <laughs> No, you're right. David Dickinson is somewhere. Is he? I thought he was up at uh, Tannadice, but I could be wrong. That's a good point. Someone no, did say that earlier no, on. Well, we I need to get I, to the I, bottom I, I of this. I was right down the ref uh, at the games just in Come case we're giving a bit of abuse. Not mean that. Someone, you're right. Because well, I thought. Who's at Tannadice? Who's at Tannadice? I thought the obvious Who's pun that? when I heard the name. I thought, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to lower myself to the David Dickinson. Um, so I don't know we'll, we'll clear that up if anyone really. Can. No, it is. It is, it is Dickinson. There yeah, we go. We'll so clear that up. Well done, Sean. So it's not Have another family circle what, what, what is happening here Seriously Fraser Wisher is texting Saying No sorry It is David Dickinson And producer Callum's in my ear Saying no no It's Gavin Duncan It's one of the two of them And they've forgotten their cards Why do you do this to me On a Saturday afternoon Surely we must go with Fraser Well can, can we get uh, the, the head Crawford Allen On the, on the phone Is he doing that sort of thing quite these days lively, is he? Uh, mm. 
Uh, there's a goal that's gone in that's interesting me oh, for no, no, interesting no. Uh, for a, something that caught my eye last night. Falkirk nil, Cove Rangers one. Now on a couple of levels, I don't think that will be popular because Cove Rangers managed by Paul Hartley. He's not exactly flavour of the month. Uh, hey, he got hounded out the door, didn't he, Falkirk? Falkirk fans. Yeah. However, Martin Rennie has been named as the new Falkirk manager. A couple of things about this jumped out at me. First of all, it was nearly 11 o'clock at night. Now, I don't know what I was doing on Twitter at 11 o'clock on a Friday night. It says more about me than it does them. Who's announcing a new manager at quarter to 11 on a Friday night? First one, right? That's the first thing. Then, unfairly, because that's what we do in this part of the world, I'm reading all the replies and people are saying, Who? Who's that? Who's he? Who's that? Who's he? Uh, why? You know, I thought it was going to be Brian Rice. Who's that? And But maybe that's a little bit unfair. I then automatically... I sort of want to then go and bat for that person because yeah, we absolutely. can't we can't on one hand say oh we only go for the same names we only go for obvious choices and then when a team tries something different we batter it because it's not a household name. However, if he's rubbish, then people will of course um, bring it up. So he has made a name for himself in mainly in America. Used to be, I think, head coach at Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, was recently working in the women's game over there as well and has been chosen to replace Paul Sheeran so certainly an interesting yes. call used I, to be a ball boy at Brockville did, as well yeah. apparently oh, yeah. me then. I was a legend there collecting all the balls that were going astray for you <laughs> Sean, me. Yeah, so he's, he's obviously got a connection with the club and and you know supported him probably when a he local, was younger is he local then Willow? Just yes. the Gonroe reports, yeah. 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 Ah, right, okay. So but he's been in America for a while, yeah. but yep. he grew up, I think, Larbert or something, did yeah. I mean? Yeah, so pretty close. A few good nights here, Dazzler. I think you're right, Gordon, though. I, I mean, loads of people, I was the same. I was thinking, well, who, who is this guy and, and reading into him? But it is refreshing to see clubs go down a different route. Uh, we, listen, we, have, we have to be honest, it's refreshing until it doesn't until work, it doesn't or, work or, yeah. or as long as it works. It's just a stick. That people will beat him with, and that might be unfair, um, but that's that's the reality of it. One thing, Gordon, is he's got his work cut out. They're having a really poor season this year. D- does he, though, or is it a case of the, oh, surely at some point the only way is up for Falkirk? I mean, they're such a big club in that league. You know, is it eventually is it going to click for someone? You would think, like so. think so. Yeah, you think so. Just everything about Falkirk, the stadium, the the surface of got. You would think that their budget is probably uh, the, the top of that Alec, league. That right? um, I'm aware, yeah. It's a good club. It's a really good, good club, but they find themselves in a malaise over the years that they just can't get out of. And they should not be a League One club. And obviously, the Falkirk board yeah. and directors have got together and they could have went for any of these names, a whole host of names, but they've thought that the club needs something different than an ex-player or someone who's affiliated with the club, um, you know, on a coaching side or, or promoting within so fair play to them um, well, it's affiliated just on the, the ball boy side. the ball boy side uh, it's a long time ago I hope right that now. means I'm in line for the next oh, managerial vacancy at oh, Fir Park okay, yeah. imagine. I had a few really very successful cup, seasons as a ball boy Gordon just out of interest where did you sit well, oh, no, it varied. No, no stools. Did you not have your own patch? It varied. I think started off at the home end, then just then sort of enjoyed the the madness of being in front of the away fans in the south stand. So, a bit of both. Did you ever get a little pie thrown at you? Right? I think there were objects a couple of times. Yeah. I remember, and I'll need to look up. So, Motherwell hammered Hearts, and it was right around my birthday. So I'm fifth of December. So mm. it was either like the night before, the day of, something like that. And it was a it was a doing. I can't remember five or six. And there, were, there was a few things raining down um, that oh. night, yeah. So, 
Did you ever play the tactic that 1-0 Hoping that it's money sticking no, no. in the pocket That's what you would do Oh 100% I would have went away with your sweeties the other night there I already admitted that Did you ever do the There's tactic There's been a development on that but anyway Oh have on. it 1-0 up for instance 90 odd minutes gone You had to go for the ball Would you have taken your time to throw it back on Oh, oh you've got to oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ross County have equalised Dominic Samuel Good game up there in Dingwall mm. Nothing else either way So who was the ball boy? Remember the ball boy that got a wee dig from Eden Hazard? Eden Hazard. Swansea. Right. And you now know the, the story after that. No. The producer Callum's going to look this up so that I don't get it wrong. The ball boy that got kicked or nudged or whatever by Eden Hazard yes. is now some sort of multi millionaire entrepreneur, something like that. Is he? Really? <sighs> yeah, he started some sort of. Ross County are 2 1 up Dominic Samuel oh, with his second. Goals are flat. Oh, it's been chopped off. Say, I can't even it's, back, it's back to one each. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I had an altercation with a ball boy when I was at uh, Of course you did. You, no, you, and there is the proof you will argue with anyone. No, it was, believe me, this wasn't an argument. Um, like, like you were saying there, or the slow walking things, we were chasing promotion my last year. And this wee guy's got it up his belly and the whole bit. And the next minute, I've just gave him a, a wee dunt. Put the ball off him So you were the original uproar. Eden yeah. Hazard And he missed school on Monday You're so proud oh, of yourself An absolute uproar Yeah but it's actually promotion <laughs> The slow walk You'll you know about school on Monday He's not washed It's a Denison boy He doesn't wash Press that mute button Ridiculous There you are So um. Oh about a chance Gordon Nesbitt A lovely diagonal ball into the box Eight yards from goal and he puts it straight at the Samaritan goalkeeper. Tell you what, what he's, opportunity. He's quite casual there with a the header. It's a brilliant he's ball got to in. Bear, Willow. Yeah, it's a boil, puts boil. the ball in. Great ball in. The money. He's really casual with his header right in the middle. It's a poor and finish. It is. Do you know something? I, I was I was saying to Gordon, I watched the game. I think you were the yeah, same. Me and you, yeah, yeah, me, yeah. We doing our homework, Dazzler. Wednesday night, you missed this one, Alec. I was doing more homework. Um, right on the last kick of the ball Last kick of the ball Hibs are down to nine men right. Jack Ross is probably they're, they're sitting in the director's box Thinking right we're looking for a new manager The ball falls to Kevin Nisbet Six yards out Open goal Lunge And he doesn't even hit the target with it Mark I know you like alcohol uh, No no, oh, judgment, okay. no judgment attached oh, oh, right. Ever does. heard of um, And other brands are available AU Vodka Yes, I have. Yeah, that's, very nice. That's the Swansea ball no boy. Way, the, really? The ones that yeah, Charlie Morgan is. Hi, yeah. yeah. get on. You helped him yeah. get that success. Have you man. seen that nice, no, nice um, bottle and stuff? Yeah. Not that we're advertising it that much, but yeah, no, other nice. brands are available. Anyway, Stolish I think they're loading them. Stolish Nair, that's good. Uh, Arsenal two, Southampton nil. Uh, that's that Kieran Tierney against Shea Adams. I didn't check if both were starting. Maybe none of them are, but I assume. Uh, at least oh, one of them will that. be Chelsea Yeah, one Chelsea now He's won Rafinha with a penalty There's a Scotsman scoring goals down there and Barry, Barry Bannon Sheffield Wednesday one up at Crew. He must have been at Chef Wed A Three long time ago, now yeah. They love him there Yeah, yeah. I remember him Very well, football yeah. player Yep, yep I like this tweet from Martin Clare who says Is that the country version of when a child is born that the Dazzler is killing? <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, that I was an interesting believe. accent that you put on there I'm good tone. at that, I'm not bad in the karaoke Why Why are you both doing it like that though? That, that's not the way it sounds copy him. No, 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 I was a lot better, I'll, to be honest with you I'm, I'm not bad at that, the, the Christmas songs at the karaoke I'm quite Some happy said, But that does sum up his musical taste Because Absolutely. the of every the Christmas guy, Nathan, Carter. Nathan Carter So we listen to some of his country and western kind of That Christmas song is the most kind of 
Yeah. I, I, I've, never, choice. I've never seen a top artist leaving Motherwell as quick in all my life as Nathan. Because Carter. you were trying to get his autograph Two outside weeks. the ah, Civic yeah, but Centre. You told me the plan. Get down there at eleven o'clock. He's big bus. Stand behind the bus. Get a selfie. Get an autograph, mm. and you're in. Because I can see the bus. I looks out my window, ready to get down. He's away. Shipped. I'm gone. Bus away. I'd escape you as well. Albion Rovers have equalised. Kelty Hearts won. Albion Rovers won. Corey O'Donnell. On 27 minutes As you teed me up A moment or two ago You remember on Thursday night Mark Wilson I told you the Almost heartbreaking story Of how I went And got the full Bags and bags and bags Worth of sweets For my daughter's First birthday yeah, party yeah, yeah. tomorrow And then I left them Sitting in the car park mm-hmm. I just yeah, left no. them I just left them oh, On the God, ground Did you go I was stressed I was trying to load the baby in I was on my own oh, I had forgotten no. the pram I was all over the place Drove back up They were nowhere to be seen And then Some kind soul Had handed them into the shop And I went away As if nothing had happened now proof that see these little rubbish stories that we tell on here how much they live in the memory so this morning thought I'll get into city centre do a quick bit of shopping before the show so as I'm coming off the train a gentleman just approaches I'm thinking what's this guy wanting and just kind of leans into my ear and says I hope you don't leave the Dazzler and Mushrooms Christmas <laughs> presents lying on the ground <laughs> we would have been back in for them I thought you were going to say he would say alright Jerry again, that, that. very good <laughs> So first of all I said don't be stupid I'm never buying those two dafties Christmas presents Quite right um, And then he said oh, You were lucky You were lucky in Craig Newt That mm. no one ever lifted them And I said I think it works the opposite I think these salt of the earth people Clearly identified That some poor guy Was having an off day Left his shopping in the car park And returned that, it Would that. you have went back For a packet of sweets? You're, you're being extremely unfair here It was not a p- I would have The back. chocolate eclairs and the toffee oh, caramels Apparently were brilliant There's not a chance Listen, of that You've also got to bear in mind right, That Mrs Duncan has probably planned 99.99% of this party The only thing I was in charge of Was going to pick up the sweets I couldn't return and say I've left them in the car park So I had to try and fix them Salvage it. I had to fix the problem But anyway to good fair, to see that It was kind of someone to do that It was good to see that, that the gentleman was was listening, and uh, whose choice was it to uh, pick this game? I need to have a word yeah, it's not been great, has it? No, it's been uh, it's been pretty dull. I don't it's think it's nil, Hibs nil. Yeah, been very little goal mouth action. Have well, we got nothing at all from the three major ones? Where have we got here? Oh, no, Fraser Wisher says there's nothing happening here as well. Read that teaser again, Mark, because there is a slight yeah. caveat that we need to clear up. All right, okay. Name the 10 oldest players in the Scottish Premiership who scored at least once this season. Yes, yes. Right, here's the deal it's not necessarily the goal scorer's current age, it's how old they were when they scored. Now, it's not going to be far out, obviously, and there's not going to be many who've had their birthday since then. But just as an example, so. I w- well, I can't give it away. Show me your list, Mark Wilson. I'll try and talk my way around it. So, Lee Griffiths is not on your list, is he? No. Right. Is he scored this? No. He is. He is older than one, one of the of people the on scores. the list. Yeah. But for but, the reason I've just explained, Lee Griffiths is is not an answer. Yeah. I hope that makes. I don't. You even look at me like that, deal. I know it doesn't make sense to you, <laughs> but to most people. So it's the age that they were when they scored. But don't be put off by that. That doesn't change a great deal. It doesn't make it that much more difficult. Um, just remind us of the question, Mark. Okay, so name the 10 oldest players in the Scottish Premiership who've scored at least once this season. Uh, okay, let's see if we can get some wrong answers out of the way. Lee Griffiths would be uh, one no. of them, for sure. Mikko's given it a right good go. Sideshow's given it a good go as well. Scott is on there. Scott Connie's one that's fallen for it, though. He's gone Lee Griffiths. He's chucked that in there. Mm. He also wants to throw in Christian Ramirez. 
No. Hey, did you see? See? Quite old, I think. Fairly good attempts from Scott, apart from that. Michael Smith has thrown in. Yeah, I think Michael Smith. By the way, the, you're, you're all getting. You're getting fairly close. Yeah. Cammy wants to put James Forrest. No. I wonder if that's my fault because I said there's going to be people on here that you can't believe are in the top 10 yeah. oldest scorers. And by the way, he's probably not far off. Cammy also wants to mention Stephen O'Donnell. No. And Charlie Adam. No. Are these all wrong? Wrong, Sh- yeah. Charlie Adam's not scored I in the top I was going to say Charlie Adam not scored. Sean no. Rooney? Sean Rooney, no. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> um, I'm always a bit confused as well as to which of these answers, like people who. Are taking the mick Or people who are just that yeah. Miles off it On the on the teaser um, Jay wants to throw in Leon Balligan Nope Okay keep your guesses coming Full time teaser there uh, At Clyde SSB Send it over It's not the full time teaser is it It's the first half teaser uh, Old habits die hard Clearly Morton Nil Inverness oh. 2 Shane Sutherland That's going to be a cold shower For them after this isn't it Did you see that the changing room Did you like yeah. that Billy Dodds having a cop At the the facilities at Capelo, he wasn't happy with them at all. He, I tell you what, Billy would have probably known from his days gone by that facilities at Capelo used to be the worst in the league. Then, to be fair to them, they changed them. They were terrific. The dressing rooms are very, very good. Uh, I've got to say the pitch is very good as well. But uh, he was uh, a bit critical. I think it's, it's, it's a poor cabins. cabins yeah, yeah, they're using yeah. at the yeah. minute. Uh, a bit critical. But Dodgy, Dodgy moans at everything. I remember playing with Dodgy. I. When I was a young boy at United, used to have some some bickering between us. But you know, after all that and retired, get on great now. Good guy, and it's good to good to see him back in well in management, doing well now. Yeah, Morton nil Inverness two. Shane Sutherland doubling the advantage. Uh, Morton still looking for a manager as well. Of course, there's a vacancy mm. going there um, after Gus McPherson's departure. Yeah, you'd thought. They might have had someone lined up already by now. I, I mean, how long ago was that? Was that well, Last week. Over a week? A week yeah. 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 So, you know, I know managers can sometimes go pretty quickly off the back of a, a bad result, but. Did you, you put know, your name in, string. man? Did you put your name in? Did I? No, I didn't like the facilities. No. I, I thought, no, 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 no. Need warm showers and a nice office. Doing great, any Inverness, when you look at it, you know, there's some good teams. Uh, you've obviously got. Uh, Wraith, you've got uh, Kamarnock who's got the biggest budget in the league by a country mile. Patrick Thistle's on a very good run, so... I'll be a good game today, Wraith and Kamarnock. If I wasn't in the studio, I certainly wouldn't be at Stats Park either. I'd be probably in the golf group. Uh, I fancy Wraith, actually. I think Wraith at home are a bit... Well, away from home as well. I think they just play terrific football and they've got good footballers. A good game Dumbarton One Montrose two So three goals already Inside the opening 35 minutes well. They're doing well as yes, well this year Very yeah. good side I wish we had the same Luxury in the top flight We're a bit Well Dingwall we've got no issues But in our three featured matches Dundee United Levy St Mirren Hibs St Johnston Aberdeen It's Lean In yeah, front of goal the least yes I'm, just I'm not surprised Because I, I thought It would be very tight today If you look at those fixtures uh, St Mirren and Hibs uh, We're watching here Gordon the studio It's not Really exciting You can understand Dazzler why these Have struggled of late uh, These teams uh, Yeah um, And St, uh, St Johnston Aberdeen St Johnston Desperate to get back In winning ways again 
Dundee United Livingston Dundee United went off a little bit I was really impressed with Livingston that night I've got to say I was really impressed with them I don't know if I just caught them on a good night but No, that's, that's what I'm saying I, w- I watched them in the, uh, the weekend when they played Hearts and I'm telling you for the first 45 minutes they battered Hearts they just couldn't finish I just said earlier on one of the problems these clubs have is they don't have a, a striker that's going to get 50 to 20 goals uh, yeah, Hibbs trying to load that free kick into the box I think Gogic was a touch more aggressive than he's allowed to be And <laughs> Kevin Clancy points the other way Saying that he took one in the oh, face for his troubles A boot right in the face I think, was it Marcus Fraser or it was maybe Martin Just tries to hook it away Takes a smash in the face flush. But to be fair to the big man He just shrugs it off, gets up Gives a tissue, I'll get on with it Oh, I used to hate them, Gordon You know when you get up and you get a f- f- trailing arm or a, or a wee toe poke to the nose Oh, horrible don't miss him at all. Why did you instinctively look at me there a minute? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I actually caught you. I sat, I stood there and caught you. I cannot believe you're producing this show. He's opening his mouth about a nose and your yeah, eyes just you. come right on in me. You're directly in front of me. I can't, I can't avoid it. It's blocking the free telly. <laughs> it's blocking the free tellies. It's the lights of it now in here. Uh, Kelty 2 Albion Rovers 1 Daniel Finlayson Restoring Kelty's advantage So it's all going to plan now going uh, well. Back to plan Yeah Kelty's doing uh, well Kevin Thompson Not happy the other night though That game being oh, Called that was, off That was a shocking Shocking turn of events that. If you're travelling Four hours up And he was quite right What Kevin tweeted uh, Saying that You're asking You know uh, Guys to take, take time, time off work yeah. Can travel up there To get up and Being called off Awful yeah. And where was it they were going to? They were going up to was it Elgin? Elgin. They were going up to Elgin, yeah. Yeah. But it's the assistant put a picture on, on the bus of the road. Oh, and it was oh, covered in snow. It? Anybody could tell that that game wasn't going to be on, but that was a late call. Stranraer 2, Cowdenbeath nil, Tommy Muir on 39 minutes. So we don't have that many difficulties down the leagues. It's just our featured top flight matches. There we go, a lesson learned. It's not always. In the top flight Where you get the goals We are really struggling Have we ever had uh, First half this season Where none of our Featured matches Have a goal in them I'm not sure we have I'd be, It'd be interesting Because I would like to hear The boys using their experience To bum up the game Oh you have to Because you, you can't, can't You can't lose. forget They're in a privileged position They're able to go And yeah. watch football games For a living Don't need And especially to after you know, the couple of years people have had where they were robbed of live football for so long. Yes, exactly. So they can't compl- they can't complain no, about it. No, and don't give me this, it's cold. I'm not buying that either. They've got to go out there and really sell it to us. I want to hear them selling it I to us. I enjoyed the rare occasion we heard Daz out at games by himself. Now he could have been watching a five four classic game and he would still make it sound like yes, the worst nil nil in the world. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we've had nine goals here. And and there we go. <laughs> we've got we've got Dundee back at, I was gonna say back in front there who who the goal chopped off it was Ross County. Ross County. Yeah. So now we've got one of the sides in front and it's a double from Luke McCowan. So it's Ross County one, Dundee two. Uh, so that could be a huge result at the bottom when you look at the table as things stand at the moment Ross County uh, on 11 points Dundee in 16 so if Dundee Pitcher, can really yeah. pull away there uh, and that Falkirk managerial job that we mentioned being filled last night they are now 2-0 down at home wow. to Cove Rangers it's Rory McAllister an old favourite on here on a Saturday yeah. afternoon Is he in the dugout this afternoon new Falkirk manager maybe no no, I wouldn't think you wouldn't think so anyway. I, just admit, I can't remember. And I was reading about it this morning as well. I can't remember. As it Someone will the, tell me. As it stands at the moment, uh, Dundee are up to eighth place, four points off of the top six. You go back a couple of weeks ago, they were struggling. Mm. So interesting. Mm. 
Still a bit to go in that game, Alex. Yeah, I like as that it as it stands. Yeah, it's always good to have. But uh, we're certainly been deprived of goals in our top games. I'm watching St. Mirren Hibs. You can tell it's two teams that have been struggling, not a lot. Nisbet with the header, I think the boys were right. I think with the quality he's got at his disposal, I think he should do better. There's a big game down in England today, Stevie G back to Anfield, Willow. Yeah. Is it still nil-nil? Did you like Jurgen Klopp yesterday? Did you brilliant. see that? Sat Did down at his press no. conference and he said, Look, before we go any further, I'm not going to answer any questions about Steven Gerrard. <laughs> and you can hear the pin drop and obviously he laughs straight away because he knows that that's <laughs> all that people are going to be interested <laughs> yeah. in. I was a brilliant, brilliant man. Fair guys, play you, to him. I see for all this research, how do you miss this stuff? Well, listen, if he's not getting any time to watch classic Christmas I films, I don't, I don't do think English, he's watching. I don't do English football. I concentrate on our bread and butter. You about you were a legend at Man City. Yeah, I know that. that. That's they, why they he turned back gone. on it. The days were gone. But when I'm English co- football turned its back on him, yeah. he retaliated. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Gordon, that's good. I did. He's um, a student of the game up here now. That's why he was watching Livy, Livy. the other night. He's he's all over it. He's... Who impressed you with Livy? I was impressed with the boy Forrest Omionga in the middle of the park Yeah, I, I agree um, I thought Livy as a team were excellent What harder? I, I, the one thing I've, I've liked about them And I was surprised that they're, they're now become a very attacking side That's some decent football, didn't they? Yeah, they usually were a team that would just sit in there Make it very difficult to score yeah. against And then hit you in the counter-attack See, it's this type of detail that gets you worldwide fame I mean, not only did I mention... On Thursday night show, a woman said to me on Buchanan Street that, that, that she loves you and, and, mm, and you're a, a favourite. A lot of people love I got me. disturbing messages in from uh, Danny Calderwood and Chris Beatty this mm. morning who Don't are, are, are going to start a Gordon DL fan club, they said, in Bondi Beach, of all places. Oh. They never miss a show and they, they, they're genuinely thinking of trying to get a, a fan club you? up and running. I think they'll you're be the only, don't get me wrong, I think they'll be the only two. Two members of it, well, surely. Two is better than. If I can touch two people's lives in their hearts, then <laughs> I'm quite happy with wow. that, Gordon. If they had me sitting in join, listen to me. I am happy. That makes my job all worthwhile. Morton nil Inverness 3. <laughs> Billy Mackay. It's a real wow. tough afternoon that for Morton. Chelsea have equalised. Mason Mount against Leeds. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an, an absolute doing for Morton at the moment. Yeah, Jaws Bowie. Just cancelled the show tonight. Oh, he's never, ha- he's oh, never happy imagine. when he comes in here <laughs> at the weekend nowadays. He's just gonna he's gonna play a slow remix <laughs> of when a child is born <laughs> for four hours. <laughs> Repeat. Uh, right, are we at that time? Yeah, I think it is that time. Mark Wilson. The first half teaser with the Scottish slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Name the 10 oldest players in the Scottish Premiership who scored at least once this season. They were Scott Brown, he yes. is the oldest. Charlie Mulgrew, yes. Johnny Hayes, Paul McGowan, Scott Arfield, Michael Smith, Jamie Murphy, Jahani Ajala, Andrew Shinney and Gary Mackay-Steven, who is the youngest. How is Gary Mackay-Steven in the top oldest goal scorers in the Premiership? Time is getting away from us. Ow. Uh, well done if you got it right And lots of people did By didn't the way they? Yeah really good standard out there As always I think we all know Our listeners know everything uh, Michael Smith Not the one that's on the list Presumably uh, I, uh, Yeah When you read that earlier I thought as he read the answer uh, he, Not the meme He is um, On the, the podium Horrific. He's third place Mikko 
Was in second place Well done Mickle And the winner is Sideshow Bob Well done to you Bob We'll see how you fare With the Who Am I In the second half So that they hit the post Answers if you like Lee Griffiths Just off he was 11th Marley Watkins Paul McGinn Peter Pollitt Michael O'Halloran So these were all uh, Pretty close And there we are That That's you, you always give producer Chris a hard time in here, don't you? I don't like Chris. I don't like him <laughs> I don't like this other boy they brought in as well. I don't know who they're employing people. The, That's Michael. And this is why this is why we give him a hard time because he has sent me the he sent me those answers to say these are close, and he's told me that I pers- I would already be tenth. I would be the tenth oldest goal scorer. In the, in the Premiership mm. I used to consider myself A young man In amongst you and, and, Old and Chris dinosaurs you that Chris says Chris I, 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 would, I would be 10th On that list Of the top 10 Oldest scorers we, How we, did this happen? We, we only get miles three. Miles away That's as bad as we've done for <sighs> Yeah yeah, I thought people was Nicky Clapp not involved in that. No. Aye, I just forgot to read it. Out. Did you? Aye, he's on it. Oh, well, well, there we go. go. He's not <laughs> just for, for clarity. Sometimes Partick Thistle nil are both one right on the stroke of half time. Anton Dowds and it's half time in Paisley. St Mirren Hibbs game of the day. Big build up. Roger Hanna has it delivered. It's been a disappointment of the day so far. Gordon St. Mirren nil have barely nil at the break, and all I need to tell you is there have been considerably more bookings than there have been goal mouth chances in this first half. Hibs started reasonably brightly. David Gray and Craig Sampson out in the technical area urging their players on. It was a mistake with Charles Dunn that allowed Kevin Nisbury to free Jamie Murphy down the inside left channel. He burst into the box. Fine shot and a very good one-handed save by Jack Annick pushing the ball round the post. Alan Power, he was the first in Kevin Clancy's book after seven minutes for a robust challenge on Jamie Murphy. And then moments later, Ryan Porteous, he was booked too. Hibbs trying desperately for a breakthrough at the end of this toughest of weeks. I saw Jack Ross leaving the club. And in 26 minutes, he should have been ahead. Martin Boyle making progress on the right. Dinked a crossover. Kevin Nisbet had a free header on the six-yard line. But he put it straight into the arms of Annick in the St Mirren goal. There was more bookings to come. Ryan Flynn for taking down Nisbet after 35 minutes and a couple of minutes later Flynn then the victim of a Chris Cadden foul on the far side as he became the fourth recipient of a Kevin Clancy yellow card they're surely better to come in the second half Gordon St Mirren nil, Hibs nil He gave it a good go We're trying to talk it up but not a lot happening there St Johnston Aberdeen is half time as well David Friel yeah, half-time Gordon St Johnson nil, Aberdeen nil. I'll try my best to talk this up for Gordon DL, but it's not been a classic. Aberdeen have probably had the best of it. There's been very little between the teams, in all honesty. Since the first chance when Chris Kane found a yard of space just in the angle of the box in eight minutes, but Ross McCrory made a really good block. Aberdeen were passing it around well. Scott Brown, Lewis Ferguson, pretty prominent, but since had another chance from Craig Bryson, he met a corner that was cleared just at the edge of the box and he volleyed over the bar from 20 yards. Aberdeen, you could see them start to up at midway through the half and Johnny Hayes, 34 years old now, he was in the thick of things. He's playing at left back but he fired over a brilliant cross and Jamie McAllister and Johnson defender sliced the ball just over his own bar. Then Johnny Hayes again delivered from the left and this time the Jet met it with a back post header. The big forward did everything right, headed it down but Xander Clark made a great slave to claw it away. Bryson had a really good chance again in 34 minutes but McCrony made a block this time and then Aberdeen had the final effort of the half with Lewis Ferguson's header cleared off the line but I think Xander Clark had that covered. So it's not been great but hopefully more to come in the second half. Half time at McDermott Park, St Johnson nil, Aberdeen nil. Is it half time at Tannadice as well? I think we've got a, a, a sort of clean slate on the nil-nils, Fraser Wishart. Yeah, sadly a clean slate, Dundee United nil, Livingston nil and I can't talk this game up either. It's been a very poor first half United looked like a team short on corners been very cautious both sides almost afraid to make a mistake Livy maybe just the better team but to be honest 
that's not saying much and there's hardly anything to, to tell you. We had an unusual incident. After about 15 minutes, referee Gavin Duncan went to book Declan Glass, realised he'd forgotten his yellow and his red cards and had to run to the fourth official to get spares. 18 minutes, first real chance of the game. Alan Forrest cut in from the right-hand side by a couple of challenges and then curled a left-foot shot inches wide from 20 yards. Livingston was a better team in the first half hour, although still nothing in terms of chances, and that was a sign of the way the game was going. Iskinen got into good areas on the left-hand side a few times. Final ball was poor, but United rarely near the Livy goal, and Alan Forrest then had another goal after 35 minutes, cutting from the left-hand side this time with a right-foot shot from 20 yards. He should have at least hit a target, but it was way over. And in just the last five minutes of the half, United had their best spell of the game. Nicky Clark got an effort on target. His shot in the turn was weak trundled into Stryek's arms and Eneen Hearts had the best chance for United he blasted over from 12 yards good move on the right hand side Freeman and Pollock Pollock just laying the ball into Hearts path he should have done better but he blasted the ball over and into the stand and that was it United fans booed their team off but on a positive note does the second half can't be as bad as the first Surely Half time at Tannadice Dundee United nil, Livingston nil. See we've just set the bar low Deliberately So that the second halves Will be blockbuster There will be goals everywhere Hopefully That's the way It's going to head So goalless across the board Apart from uh, In Dingwall Ross County 1 Dundee 2 We will give you A full round up Of the half time scores next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard so half time up and down the country Not a great deal of goals to tell you about in the top flight But that's okay That means things uh, can get a bit better hopefully in the second half Let's give you a full round up of the half time scores As they sit at the moment In the top flight Dundee United nil, Livingston nil, Ross County uh, 1 Dundee 2 St Johnston nil, Aberdeen nil, And St Mirren nil. Hibs nil In the championship Dunfermline 1 Queen of the South 1 Morton 1 Inverness 3 Partick Thistle nil, Arbroath 1 Wraith Rovers nil, Kilmarnock nil. In Scottish League 1 Alloa nil, Clyde nil. Dumbarton 1 Montrose 2 Falkirk nil, Cove Rangers 2 And Peterhead nil, East Fife nil. In Scottish League 2 Annan 1 Elgin City 1 Forfar Athletic nil, Stirling Albion nil. Kelty Hearts 2 Albion Rovers 1 Stenhouse Muir 0 Edinburgh City 1 And Stranraer 2 Cowden Beath 0 In the English Premier League If that interests you It finished Man City 1 Wolves 0 At half time Arsenal 2 Southampton 0 Chelsea 1 Leeds 1 Liverpool 0 Villa 0 Norwich Man United Is half past 5 Let's go back to Paisley Because it is the big game Regardless of whether It's delivered in front of goal or not Roger Hanna Are Hibs doing anything Noticeably different Under David Gray Than they were To Jack Ross is, is there Has there been enough In the game To identify either way Oh listen He's blown away Oh Sorry there Gordon I literally was blown away This has been part of the problem In the first half It's the We do describe this as the Paisley wind tunnel And it has been particularly bad You saw a couple of free kicks from Scott Tanzer Woefully misjudged The first one just flew away behind Into the Hibs fans behind the goal And then he, he was weary of that And hit the second one far too soft It was cleared without even reaching the 18 yard box So Second half, Hibs will have the elements they'll be attacking their own support, the envy of their own support are. Not a huge support from Hibs Island. You always wonder how the support will go when a, when a manager leaves the club. Not the biggest travelling support from Hibs I've ever seen, but they will be looking for more from their team in an attacking sense. They'll be looking for more from Boyle and Nisbet. Jim Goodwin, 
it'll be interesting to see what he does second half because he's got a front three of Kilty and McGrath supporting Curtis Main and they haven't really made much of an impression on Ryan Portis or Darren McGregor in the first half. He's got Lee Irwin on the bench, he's got Christian Dennis and of course he's got Connor Rohner. It'll be interesting to see if he's content with the state of affairs just now at 0-0 or whether he thinks he can press and he can get a win this afternoon. Yeah, it's clearly been lacking a little bit um, in front of goal. don't think there's any doubt about that. St Mirren and Hibbs. Hibbs with that, that header, as the guys mentioned. Kevin Nisbet. Um, is there anything, you know, in terms of David Gray trying to make an impact and, and just do something, Roger, would you look to the bench at any stage soon? Well, he's got a, yeah, he's got a really attacking bench. He does have options. Christian Doidge is there. James Scott is back in the bench. Scott Allen, of course. Dre Wright, who wasn't really seen much of latterly in Jack Ross's reign. And young Josh Doig, who was surprisingly for me left out the team to accommodate Lewis Stevenson this afternoon. He's there as well. And his sort of Cavalier runs from, from, from left back or left wing back, as it's been for much of this season. They, they can cause a threat to the opposition as well. So, for me, David Gray does have options there. You're just never sure when, when the game's so evenly balanced when managers decide to stick or twist. Hopefully, hopefully they'll twist soon because the, the standard of play, is, as David and Fraser were saying at the air games today, it's been quite dismal so far. I suppose these things can happen. Fraser conditions not ideal. Teams are playing a lot of games at the moment and it's a, a tough fixture schedule. I'm trying to cut some slack if, if that's appropriate. Yeah, well, yeah I'll, I'll always try to cut uh, some slack, but uh, that's not really a problem. The pitch is actually in good nick. It kind of stopped raining and good nick here, but they, they're just a team low in confidence on United. You know, we spoke about it before the game 1 1 in 7, and I, th I think the players know that. And they know it's a big time coming up. Livingston have just been the way Livingston play. You know, they make it hard for everybody, they, they, they'll be quite happy. But they haven't produced anything, anything either, and it's just, I think again to a key stage. There's so many games, and the players know before the winter break, between now and January the second, there's four or five games, and that can make or break uh, their, their season. But uh, I think Tam Courts will look to his bench. I think Louis Apri might come on at half time, but he's their only option, and, and that's his problem. He doesn't have any other attacking options on the bench. So uh, hopefully better in the second half, but. Uh, so far, really poor quality. Lots of mistakes on the ball. Lots of really basic passing errors. Just giving the ball away. Then the other team gets the ball and they give it away as well. So hopefully better in the second half, Gordon. And I think David Friel were probably getting to that stage in the season where you, you know you're going to look at the results of the teams round about you. And with St Johnston sitting second bottom at the moment and Dundee winning, you know the Saints fans will be keen for them to try and do something in this second half. Yeah, they will, but. I mean, I've seen St Johnson a few times, Gordon, this season, but to watch this first 45, you understand why they've scored so few goals, really. You know, Chris Kane up front, who works hard, but he's probably not a natural goal scorer. Glenn Middleton, Ali Crawford in behind him, it's just not working at all. And I'm, again, I'm looking at the, the subs, and I just wonder, could Michael Harlan give him a different option up there? A bit of pace to unsettle David Bates and Ross McCrory. E2 Vertainen, the, the big finish striker, we've not really seen too much of him. He's taken a little bit of time to settle in Scottish football, but I think Callum Davidson's going to have to do something in this second half because, for all, Aberdeen are having to work really hard for their chances purely because St Johnson are so well organised. I don't think the Aberdeen defence have been worked hard enough at all. And, you know, I think he just needs to inject something else up front because it's not working and St Johnson really can't afford to draw another blank here. Well, going to be an interesting 45 minutes ahead, that's for sure. Kickoffs are coming next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.